0: Welcome to the sailor moon fan club podcast i'm your host victoria l johnson and i'm here with princess weeks she's the assistant editor for the mary sue aka one of the best and most popular feminist geek sites where princess often writes about sailor moon speaking of princess she's also the co-host of the pbs series it's lit where she talks about literature including Afrofuturist books and fan fiction and she's working on a fiction novel about black witches so without further ado Welcome to the show, princess.
1: Oh my god, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. I am literally sitting here with my Sailor Mars phone case and I have like a Sailor Moon poster right in front of me. So this, I'm all moonied up.
0: I love it. You just have like the magical girl like essence flowing around you right now. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Love it, love it, love it, love it. Yeah, I have my, I have a Sailor Moon keychain next to me and I also, I feel like. I don't have anything else Sailor Moon next to me. Like, I have my bookshelf, which has Sailor Moon stuff, but, like, not next to me next to me. I need to change that.
1: Just <laughs> just look directly at you, for, like, power and good vibrations. That cancer energy, just, like, mm, yes.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I have the background on my phone. That kind of counts, I think.
1: No, that counts. That counts, yeah. All right.
0: Well, anyway. <laughs> so, speaking of Sailor Moon, obviously,
1: um... What was your first memory of watching Sailor Moon? So I definitely remember watching the uh, Dick, Deke, wow, the <laughs> Deke and um the Deke dub on television. I remember four o'clock and four thirty were the days I had to get home to watch Sailor Moon. And I was obsessed. Like Sailor Moon says, which was so silly and corny and so American, but I loved it. (laughs) And it was like a show that meant so much to me that my parents knew that they could punish me by telling me I couldn't watch it. So it's it just it feels like it's always been with me. Um, I don't think I have a time in my life where I didn't love Sailor Moon in some way.
0: Yeah, I think definitely and i i always made that joke in my head too with the deek cuz <laughs> it's so close right <laughs> like what is it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that's crazy though did your parents ever punish you by telling you, you couldn't watch sailor moon
1: they would. I, if I didn't finish my homework, I couldn't watch it. So I like always sped through it, so I could watch Sailor Moon. And if I wanted to like get anything, they always knew. Like we went to Blockbuster, had to rent a Sailor Moon tape. We went out to go to the toy store, had to get a Sailor Moon. Like remember those Sailor Moon trading card game? Like I have a whole bunch of those. Mm. Like I had to have it. So they knew that if I did, if I was misbehaving, I could not have my Sailor Moon thing. Oh
0: my god! Yeah, my brother actually got me the trading cards um, when I was younger, and I still have them. They were still, like, my favorite thing ever.
1: They're so cool. I love the designs on them. And I remember I was so happy because I had, like, the evil Prince Endemian one, or, like, Prince Darian. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, I don't know, like, I, I love, like, Bamaru, but when he's, like, evil, he's, like, extra, like, mmm, yes. So I was <laughs> very happy to have that card.
0: I agree for some reason he just gets a little bit more interesting mm-hmm. and like hunkier but yeah maybe it's because he doesn't have to be saved all the time
1: right I don't know <laughs> he's like the ultimate oh sorry go ahead
0: no go ahead, go he's the ultimate
1: he's the ultimate like supporting partner you know what i mean like he especially in the manga where it's like he doesn't really save yusagi at all that much so he just gets to be like a supportive he has powers but he really just stays home and watches the kids so i'm like that's the kind of energy that i need all my men to have
0: (laughs) i completely agree like yes like i can like i got this like i just need you to chill out like make me feel better sometimes like give me an encouraging speech (laughs) right and and I'll be on my way to save the world Mm -hmm. yeah I agree um I was asking so how did you feel watching Sailor Moon
1: I remember so when I was a kid I was a very like emotional crybaby who was bad at math and so Mm. Yusagi was an emotional crybaby who was bad at math especially in the anime. And so I felt like okay, if this person who is so average can also be like this special princess who's like a superhero, then I can be too. And like my name is princess, so like instant connection there. And um I think I was just really inspired by Yusagi's kindness, I was really inspired by the friendships that she had. But I will say this, when I was younger, I definitely didn't love Yusagi as much as I do now, but I realized that she was the one who was teaching me how to be like a better person even though I didn't necessarily appreciate it at the time.
0: Nice. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So did you have a favorite senshi then and a favorite senshi now?
1: So Mars is my ride-or-die homegirl. Like, that's, that's Bae, that's it. Like, I love Rey. Um, She is still my favorite Shenshi. Like, that's why she's my phone case. I had, like, when they had those, like, Sailor Moon character books, I made sure I had hers because that was my favorite. Um, so it was her, Pluto, and Yusagi when I was a kid. And, like, now... Like, Rey is still the one that I will always identify as, plus I'm an Aries, she's an Aries, we have that bond. But Yusagi is the character that I know is, like, in my heart. Like, when I think about what to do, I'm like, what would Yusagi do?
0: Right. Yeah, that kind of brings me to the next question. So, like, you mentioned in your piece on the Mary Sue, it's um, why Sailor Moon still matters almost 30 years later. And you talk a little bit about how Sailor Galaxy, like, she basically kills everyone Serena Orsagi loves and the rest of the Earth. But Serena still chooses to, like, forgive her and kind of, like, still try to save her from chaos. Um. Yeah, like, how, what did that moment mean to you?
1: It just was such a reminder of her kindness, her altruism. I think that um, even more so in the anime, because I think in the manga, Yusagi's a little bit more ruthless. But in the anime, she always wanted to try and help people and empathize with people and bring out the best in them because a lot of her villains were hurting. And I think in the manga, there's a part where, like, you know, the the chaos person is like, I sent all these people to you because they're all trying to be drawn to you. And I think she just saw them. Not as like heartless people, but people who were in pain, people who were lost, people who needed friendship. Um, And I find that very uplifting because so quickly, so easily in society, we're willing to like throw people out. We're so willing to ignore that. A lot of people act of loneliness. Doesn't mean that everyone can be redeemed. But I think that Yusaki always gave people the chance and understood that they were reacting to pain and not just inherently bad. And I think that when she shows that empathy for um, Galaxia, that is Galactica. That is what allows her to win because then she shares her power and helps give Yusagi that ultimate boost. Like I think that Yusagi is the ultimate heroine. Ulti- excuse me, ultimate hero. Period. Because She knows the importance of protecting everyone and seeing the good even in the darkness that is, like, all around us.
0: Right. Yeah, I think that was the first time I ever saw someone truly wholeheartedly forgive a villain. Like, despite them killing, like, everyone you love. Like, that just, like, baffled me and just, like, blew me away because, like, you, like... This happens in the final season. So, like, you've grown with these characters. You've been, you know, you've fallen in love with them. Like, you care about them. Like, you know how much they care about each other. So, when you see, like, she killed Darian. She killed all of her friends. She killed, like, her human parents. She kills her daughter. You know, it's like, oh, this is like, how could you forgive someone like that? And not only forgive them, but want to help them.
1: And that's, right. Yeah,
0: that was, yeah, huge. I completely agree. Um, so, yeah, so I mentioned, like, the Mary Sue, where you, um, wrote the article, so how did you, so now you're assistant editor there. Yes. That is so cool. It's one of my favorite sites.
1: (laughs) Thank you. It honestly feels like a dream to be working there. (laughs) Yeah,
0: so how did you end up working there? Like, tell me your journey.
1: Oh, man, well, I got, rejected like twice before um so (laughs) yeah yeah, so so it was like a slow thing like I when I graduated from getting my master's I applied to a whole bunch of places including the Mary Sue and I didn't really get in then but I just kept building my portfolio still writing online I had a YouTube channel so I was still doing YouTube stuff and I just kept on doing it and um I was working at a bookstore. And I quit (laughs) my job because they fired my best friend. And I was like, if you go, I go (laughs) in true in true in true solidarity. So I was like, all right, like they fired my friend or they let go of my friend. I'm like, all right, here's my like three week notice. I'm I'm leaving. And so I applied to a bunch of different places in like two weeks out and I didn't have no job uh and i was like oh my god i have to tell my mom that i don't have a job because i quit in solidarity (laughs) with my best friend like an eight-year-old but it's like but and then i got a call back from the mary sue and i was like oh it's time and um i did a i did a um video interview and i was so nervous because my internet connection was trash and oh, i was I like oh my g- it always is and i was just like oh my god but i made sure i like i put my computer right um in a spot where they could see all of my funko pop so they could know I was a real one like i'm here and i only have girl funko pop so i was like listen i'm all about the mary seuss and <laughs> my interview went really well um and then they ended up hiring me and I've been working there for, like, a little bit over two years now, I think, and nice. it's been so fulfilling because, you know, I had my master's degree in literary theory, but I've always wanted to work in pop culture. Like, I've, I've never wanted to be, like, an academic, even though I like academia. I always loved television and books and like different ways of telling stories and so being able to work at a site like this that is like feminist leaning that allows me to be very intersectional about you know being black being queer and everything just means a lot to me like it really it's the best gig
0: yeah yeah definitely um speaking of best gigs you also work for pbs which i'm super jealous of because i was a pbs kid
1: (gasps) yay (laughs) yay
0: how was that? How is working for APBS, which is like legendary? And also, how did the idea for It's Lit come about?
1: So I can't take credit for the creation of it because It's Lit was going on with um, Lindsay Ellis. She's a video essayist and we are friends. And so she was working on the first season of the show and they wanted to do a second season. And they wanted to bring in someone who had a master's degree in English. And ta-da, There I was, yeah. <laughs> waiting in the waiting in the wings, like I can use my degree and that um, <laughs> I'm still paying off, and uh, and so uh, <laughs> and so I helped um, write the grant episode, which was the Afrofuturism episode that I hosted for PBS, and it is like the best thing. Like I get to like write and create media about literature which is like all a girl could want like i'm trying to get an upset about manga done you know just a so, you know spoiler alert mm-hmm. trying to do that um but just to be able to talk about literature to like especially talking about like black topics and be able to use certain words when communicating these things like i really wanted to make sure when we did the afrofuturism episode to emphasize that like Afrofuturism is really about the diaspora. Like, it's really about, you know, connecting those things together the past, the future, and the present. It's not just like Africa plus science or like Africa plus fantasy, (laughs) you know, which is like what a lot of people will just reduce it to, and that it's an aesthetic and that it has a a very big impact in music it mostly comes from a lot of music stuff so just being able to add that layers of authenticity like even though it's not even though you know everyone gets things wrong but to be able to use the right words to be able to like communicate and to be able to be like a black face talking about a black topic you know especially because like you know i'm i'm you know very visibly black i have my dreads i have my tattoos you know like to be able to be loudly black and work for pbs is like amazing
0: yeah. It is amazing. And then you also did the show about fan fiction. I saw which oh, I thought yeah, was I... cool because I think
1: mm-hmm. No, yeah, I co-hosted that episode.
0: Nice. Yeah, you co-hosted the episode on <laughs> fan fiction. And um yeah, I thought it was cool just because I think fan fiction gets such a bad rap for like not being literature or not being like real fiction or whatever. But it's like it's a legit craft. <laughs> like, yeah. Some fan fictions
1: are really good. Some of them um, are amazing. And I remember when I was going through a writing slump, I had like really bad writer's block. Uh, my therapist was like, why don't you read some of your old fan fiction? And I was like, girl, what? And I was like, do you even understand like
0: <laughs> what you're asking me to would do? open that Pandora's box? Yeah. Girl,
1: I was like, no. But then I was like, <laughs> so when I was younger and I was a little like, you know, pain in the butt, I wrote, like, Twilight fanfiction because I hated Twilight, and I was like, I'm going to fix it. (laughs) So I wrote, um, so of course that led to me writing three different Twilight fanfictions because that's how you fix something you quote-unquote hate. Um, But I went, and I went back, and I was, like, rereading my old Twilight fanfiction, and I was like, man... This is good. I was like, wow, I really liked writing this. Like I was, I really, I would read it and like I could see the flaws. I was like, man, I was writing some really problematic female characters. Like, oh my God, this, this, I wrote like a man. Like it was like, I was like, oh no. But I still enjoyed the process because it was so detached from like commercial writing. I was really writing it for the joy of writing it. And, like, when you read fanfic, you can very clearly see, like, this person was having fun.
0: Right. Yeah. It's so funny, though, when you said that. Because, you know, I hear of, like, hate watching. And I feel like you, like, hate wrote.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like, "Mm, if only you had been like this, (laughs) Stephanie Meyer. like, Like, I owe so much to that woman because, like. Twilight because I disliked it so much for like half legitimate reasons half I was like an angsty like nerdy vampire girl who was like look at all these people trying to be vampire girls like me how dare they and so it was like (laughs) so I was like in this place where like I really and I still do I enjoy a lot of the mythology of Twilight the writing is just bad and so I was like well what if I like also had bad writing but like used the mythology so it was it was a lot of fun to do and like i look back at that time fondly
0: that's awesome um and now you're writing your own novel well another i guess yeah a novel
1: (laughs) yes uh it's been so fun working on that
0: yeah what can you tell me about it uh
1: so so the novel is basically it's about uh It's a historical fantasy about black witches during the Jim Crow era. It's like half murder mystery, half like anthropological exploration of like blackness and magic. And so the idea came in two parts. When I was in grad school, I did my thesis on colorism in fairy tales, mostly focusing on Snow White. And it really got me reading a lot of different folklore from all across the world. But I really got interested in different sort of like fairy tale or like folktale stories from like Africa and the diaspora and like the Americas. And I was like, oh, this is really interesting. So I had like put it in a box. And then I was rereading this book called um, called Gun, Germs, and Steel by Jared Diamond. And... It's all about, like, why certain civilizations progress the way they do, etc. cetera. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And it got me thinking about, like, magic. I was like, how could you explain a world in which magic exists, but colonization still happened? And so it started off as a, that kind of concept of, like, okay, what, what kind of magic would, like, the colonizers have versus, like... Um, you know, the different tribes, and so it, it started off as, as that, and slowly became, like, taking place in, like, 1950s Virginia, in, like, this fictional island, about this one tribe of witches that has, like, basically slowly been losing their magic, and when the uh, daughter of the high priestess finds this dead body, uh, she kind of gets engulfed in this murder mystery as she tries to figure out both i should try to figure out basically how to a bring magic back but figure out who is basically hunting members of her family
0: wow oh, that sounds amazing like you had me at black witches and then <laughs> said Murder mystery and i was like okay <laughs> where can i pre-order
1: <laughs> girl when the revisions are done i will let everybody know i was like it's been but it's been like a real labor of love and like there's a lot of like magical girl elements that are like infused with Mm -hmm. it because like you know i think the thing that i love to do is just like realize the stories that i really wanted to read as a teenager and as an adult still and like let me just write them let me just do the fun you know urban fantasy black lead stuff and just kind of like you know make the art that you want to see basically and so that's how this book idea sort of happened
0: that's so cool. I'm so excited for this, and I hope when it comes out, you can come back and talk about it more. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. One other thing. Will you have any Sailor Moon Easter eggs in there?
1: Oh, I already do. I've already like plotted out whole things. There will always be, so one of my things is like, there will always be some sort of like magical girl element in every Mm. book that I write. So like the second book that I'm working on, which is not kind of to this first one, has a lot of Sailor Moon in it. But this first one has a few like minor Sailor Moon Easter eggs, dress related Mm. especially, because the gowns. But uh, the second one that I'm working on has a lot of like, dark sailor moon aspects to it
0: i love it that sounds just like everything i want in life so thank you for writing it
1: oh my god thank you for being excited i want to tell my agent like you see i it's taking a while to finish it but like people want it
0: (laughs) yeah there is a fan base and the fan base is me
1: (laughs) that's all all you need is one
0: Right, yeah, can let her know. I will buy it, like, ten times. So, at least. You got ten sales already. Yes. <laughs> and just, like, hand it out to people.
1: <laughs> Have you read my manifesto? <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I will be at Union Square once the quarantine is over, just handing this out to random people.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, say- do you live in New York? It'll change your life.
0: Yeah, I'm in Me Maryland. too! Oh, me too. Ooh, yay. Oh, so back to you. Oh, I guess we were talking about you, but back more to you. Um, what would you say is the biggest way or item you've purchased to show your fandom? Like, I think my biggest, nerdiest moment is when I wrote a list of 15 Sailor Moon spinoff ideas
1: Ooh. Um,
0: for CBR.
1: Oh, amazing. You have to share that with yeah. me. Tell, can you tell me a few of them before I tell you mine? yeah so one
0: was um a crossover with power rangers because you know it's somewhat inspired by power rangers or you know the original power rangers um another was i really want to see or something someone to like write about what happens between like modern day tokyo and crystal tokyo Ooh. because like something must have like they're like Sailor moon is basically like a regular person and then she becomes queen of earth and I'm like something happens <laughs> you
1: know right. between Explain. those two
0: times <laughs> yeah like I need I need more I need to know what happens here like when did Japan go from a I guess a a democracy to a monarchy I guess it is
1: basic well or the earth well, goes to a monarchy yeah earth because I'm like Japan already is a has a monarchy so it'd be like but she's like but we're gonna expand
0: (laughs) yeah yeah that's true okay yeah but yeah so yeah that was another one um i'm trying to think of what other ones oh well i guess this is this is more like animated like i would love to see a sailor v animated short oh
1: yes that'd be so good or like a movie like an ova yeah yeah.
0: because like yeah because it was it was also a great manga and like it was the original you know before she launched Sailor moon so like so stuff like that, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: and it doesn't have to be something you wrote; it could be something you bought, or something, or like a fan fiction you wrote,
1: oh, or you no, know, I... just something
0: that was just like you went all in. Oh on your no, fandom.
1: I, I have the perfect thing. So I have a okay. Sailor Moon tattoo on my Ooh, arm. Yeah. So so yeah. <laughs> so basically, it's like how big is it? It's like about like a it's like about a palm print, like a little bit bigger than my palm, and it is um it's sort of like half full of metal alchemy, because it has kind of like a um, um, kind of like alchemic outline but so in basically it's a bunch of circles and inside of them are all of the symbols of the sailor scouts like from their wands mm-hmm. and then in the middle there is a crescent moon i will absolutely send you a picture of it but it's like a, i got it when i was in ireland it was like 200 and something dollars it I got it done by a woman which felt really great uh she was Brazilian and it's gorgeous it's huge but yeah so my biggest I just I put Sailor Moon on my body (laughs) (laughs) yeah that is major I've always
0: said if I ever got a tattoo it would be something Sailor Moon related I feel like that is definitely the ultimate like fandom like thing you could do is like getting something permanently on yourself. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And I wanted to get something that wasn't just like the moon symbol or like her wand. I wanted something that was both like that you can't really tell what it is unless like you either really know Sailor Moon or I tell you. Cuz if you look at it, you just be like, "Oh, that's like a really cool tribal astrology whatever tattoo." But it's like, "Nah, it's Sailor." Moon. Right. <laughs> the re- the real ones know. <laughs>
0: And also, that whole story was really cool. Like, you got a Sailor Moon tattoo in Ireland by a Brazilian woman. <laughs> <laughs> that whole, like, sequence, is just like, this is all awesome. I know.
1: And I am, when I finally do get to go to Japan, I do want to get another Sailor Moon tattoo. I mm-hmm. want to get, because um, I have a copy of the final volume of the manga in Japanese, and so at the end like the last thing that said in the manga is that you know Mamoru says that Yusagi is like the most beautiful shining star. So I wanna get that line, like the kanji of it, um, on my on my arm. Oh, that's gonna be so pretty. I'm so excited about it. I'm excited for you. Ah, thank you so much. You understand. <laughs> that's like it's like uh like yeah uh. Oh, let me ask you a question though, because this is a this is a real important one for me. Ooh. So there are a lot of people who ship Usagi with that starlight person. Seiya. it. yes, yes. Seiya. I, I couldn't remember yeah. if it was Seiya or not. But I was like, because I know there's a yeah. show called that. So All right, are yeah. you so how do you feel about that relationship? Because I am a thousand and fifty percent Yusagi and Mamoru, and I don't get the Seiya thing.
0: So, you know, it's funny. I'm with you on being, like, a 1,050% on Usagi and Mamoru, but it had me shook, like, because like, I was just like, wait. Like, that whole season, because, like, I'm totally, like, for them. Like, they're destined to be together. Like, I am all in. But, like, I think the combination of, like, her being, like, Mamoru, like, from her perspective, Maru, Mamoru ignoring her, even though he was, like, kidnapped. hmm and, like, her, like, kind of yearning for him. And then just, like, this other guy, like, showing interest and, like, being willing to, like, be there for her. And just, like, really, like, in lo- be in love with her. And it's just like, huh, I never considered this possibility. And he's just, like, I don't know. He cares about her. He wants to take care of her. Like, he's, he's a good guy or person. I should say person. Um And, yeah, so, like, it just... And they had chemistry sort of like it's honestly which is kind of leads to the next thing because i felt the same way with buffy and angel mm-hmm. but
1: then spike came along and i was like huh this this might work too you know you know you see this is the thing i have never ever 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 been into spuffy so i'm just sending her like i don't Mm. know you and the thing is like i do i do like bangle Mm -hmm. buffy and angel but i also like Mm -hmm. i'm not married to it it's like i don't mind if yuhaki goes out and gets Mm -hmm. hers but like especially in the manga Seiya is so sort of like if I remember correctly, it's just it's just very unclear how interested she is versus how present he just seems to be. It's like, I feel like she kind of, right. like, stumbles into a relationship with Seiya, well, quote-unquote relationship, because it's like, they're just around, and I'm just like, but why are you here, though? Like, she's hmm. married. They have a baby. Like, do not <laughs> come. I was, I was just like, who is this? I was just so upset. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I could see that. I could totally see that. And I think it is partially like you feeling bad for him and like you kind of wanting to root for him, but also knowing that like it's not gonna happen probably.
1: Because like yeah. there's that
0: scene in the anime that like tore me up because she's like fighting someone, I forgot who. And then the you see like the rose come across the screen mm-hmm. and you think rose back and then it's um, Seiya. And then, you know, of course she like, Usagi breaks down because she's like she thought he was back like you know like she's been like holding all this pensive emotion and he goes up there and this is actually a, a controversial line because people say it's translated differently but the one I saw he said am I not good enough and it was just like it kind of broke my heart and because he like really loves her and wants to be with her and she's like
1: obviously still wants mama room
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and he's just like
0: but i'm right here you know And it's like
1: oh, i know it's very I'm like sorry. the notebook but from the perspective of like the um yeah, not is that the note the one who's james Marsden's character is that who that is oh no wait the notebook is um
0: what's his face is it not Ryan Reynolds, but the other Ryan one. Ga- <laughs> Ryan Gosling, yeah, Ryan Gosling, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah like Ryan Gosling is Mamaru, and <laughs> James Marsden is Seiya, and like you know oh, Rachel right, McAdams, James Marsden,
0: yeah.
1: That's kind of the weird thing is like, and I think this happens even more so in the um, anime where they'll put in like all these like temporary Yusagi love interests, and I'm just kind of like. Get out of here! Like I don't, I don't know why y'all are trying to play. She has a husband. Like
0: <laughs> she's taken. She's spoken. For. Like
1: they have a child. Like I just not think it's like too. I was like, I know people don't like Rini or, or Chippyusa, but I'm a Chippyusa mm-hmm. apologist. So I'm like, they have a child. They have three cats. Get out!
0: Stop <laughs> <laughs> trying to ruin true. my I, happy family. I do say, like I think if I knew. i married and met my future daughter with that person it'd be hard for me to like have a relationship with someone else because that would basically end her existence basically
1: (laughs) (laughs) and it's so weird because it's like i remember in like the anime because like prince diamond is like there and he's just like he's really Mm -hmm. wanting you know serena yusaki real hard and i'm like bruh it's not gonna happen she has a husband like you need to y'all need to let go No,
0: that was like that was like date rape i don't i don't think that
1: was a thing that was really bad but it was so weird because like in the anime she like cries over him and i'm like girl he tried to he molested you like can you let him die she's compassionate my queen but but i was just like no it's over like he can go yeah
0: By the way, you mentioned being a Chibiza apologist and I want to say I really love, I read your um your guide to the Sailor Moon movies mm-hmm. and I love the like little descriptions you gave for each of them where for like Sailor Moon R, yeah, in which we discover that Mamoru is queer and a power ballad saves the day. <laughs> <laughs> Sailor Moon S, in which we realize that Luna kind of wants to smash. Which <laughs> so good. And then it's for Super have in which we get a lot of Chibiusa content that I, even as a Chibiusa apologist, find tedious. <laughs> <laughs> like, those are all so funny and um, and so true.
1: Oh my god. Yeah, I love Chibiusa. I get that she's annoying because like her role is so weird. But I think it mm-hmm. comes from a difference between the anime and the manga. Because I love both, but I do, in the end, prefer a lot of the manga seriousness and tone. But it really Mm. disturbs me sometimes in the anime how jealous Yusagi is of her own child. I just was like... There's so many parts where she's just like... I know in the movie, there's a whole part where it's like, hey, just like leave her and we can just be together. I'm like, it's your child. I (laughs) I don't know what... Like, literally, she's not even born yet. You two are gonna make her. Like, why are you so it's you she's you. named after you it's so funny to me um and then yeah. Re- and then chibi you in the anime is just like really extra oedipal or electra i guess it's the female version but she's like yeah. so into into mama and i'm like dude why are you trying to break up your parents i don't understand like you will not be born <laughs> yeah it's so weird but i do love her growth i do think that like Especially in the manga, a lot of her purpose is trying to grow up and to be a more... Because she's like a princess, you know? It's her going out Mm -hmm. to try and be a hero in her own way. And so I really appreciate that aspect of her. And also the whole part about how, like, you know, she can't really grow up. And so she's been stunted in this place where she can't really be a woman. And I'm just like, oh, that's so interesting. Because it's like she's just being infantilized so much that she just can't get to be who she wants to be. So I'm just very... I love her. You know it, that movie is a little bit tedious because it's like, all right, she love she loves <laughs> a boy that's like trapped in something or like has a weak because yeah. like that guy in there and Pegasus had the same haircut and I'm like, girl, that just gets me. Like they
0: look they
1: looked alike
0: and then also um, I forgot his name. The villain in R looks like Alan from
1: yes from uh, the and I'm just um, like Fiori. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Fiori. They look alike.
1: So I'm like, what is going on here? I know. I was like, that was recycled content. I'm like, are y'all the same species? Like, (laughs) (laughs) what's happening here? That's what I resigned it to. I think
0: they're the same species. I think that's the only thing that makes sense.
1: Sailor Moon R is popping. Like say, like the that season is so good even though it's complete yes. nonsense. It's like
0: I love it so much.
1: Like the the drama of having these two twin aliens in love with these two doom dummies. And I'm just sitting here like, mm-hmm. yeah, that ending that um arc season finale where they're like trapped in the tree and they're mm-hmm. crying. I was like, ugh, the emotions. Feels. I'm a yeah, sucker yeah. for that.
0: Yeah. No, that was another moment for me, too, where, like, learning that the tree needed love. And I was just like, <gasps> blow my mind
1: away. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, yo, that's what's up. I was like, all you need to yeah. do is love each other, guys.
0: Right. It was so just, like, it was, just, that's a great thing, I think, about Sailor Moon so much. Like, it really shows you, like,
1: love is the way, you know? It's just, like,
0: really it simple and like, wholesome and just happy.
1: Sometimes you just gotta hug it out, you know? And it's so funny because Mm. Dragon Ball Z, or Dragon Ball in general, does the same thing. Like, literally Goku has never met a villain that he didn't want to make his best friend. So I'm like, this is just the way (laughs) it is. Like, everyone just wants to be friends and just chill.
0: That's a really good point. Yeah, he just wants to fight them and be stronger than them. But he's like, I don't care. If we, we don't have to like hate each other. Yeah,
1: it's like we can be bros now. Like, you want to fight some more? It's like whatever. So...
0: Right. Yeah, I think in the latest movie, he becomes like BFFs with um. I forgot his name, but it starts with a G.
1: No, uh... I don't. I didn't see the latest, I didn't see the newest movie. I had to catch up. My little short babe, Vegeta. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. Oh Broly, duh.
1: Oh Bro, oh they become friends. Yeah. Look at that, gross
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert.
1: It's all right, girl. <laughs> yeah. It's Dragon. Yeah, I mean, it can only friend. end one of two ways. <laughs> right. That's true.
0: Either you get defeated or you become Goku's friend. Exactly. Like, only... <laughs> Death or friendship. <laughs> right. <laughs> that should be a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> like either you go, or you become my friend. Um, but so in the same piece, though, you, you compare, um, Dawn and Chibi Moon, which I thought was really clever because there's this whole Den of Geek article that, so this is actually the reason why I watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, (laughs) um, because I saw this article and I didn't want to read it without watching Buffy because it compares Buffy and Sailor Moon and I wanted to get it. Without like getting spoilers, so I went through like all of Buffy and Angel just to read this article. <laughs> so
1: I can wow, that it. is dedication, girl! <laughs>
0: yeah, um, and so anyway, so I thought it was really cool because they make a really good point for it, so obviously they compare Buffy and Sailor Moon because they're like chosen ones, they're the protagonists, they're blonde, you know, blah blah blah. But then like they get better, like they have Giles and Luna, which because they're like the like helper, you know, the side companion. the guides, yeah. The guides. And then also, like, Luna has, like, that British voice in the <laughs> yes. original dub. Um, and then Angel in Tuxedo Mask, obviously. You know, love interest, destined to be together. Um, so I'm just going to scroll. But here's where it kind of gets, like, okay, this is real. Because they have um, Willow and Sailor Mercury. Mm, yeah, you remember that... So obviously they're both like the computer whiz and like, you know, the smart one, but also like in the live action, PGSM goes, PGSM, she becomes dark Mercury Mm -hmm. and Willow becomes dark Willow.
1: That's it.
0: Which I was just like, what? That's
1: a deep thing. This person knew what they were talking about.
0: (laughs) Exactly. I was just like, okay, this is good. And then they have Cordelia and Mars because they're like, like the nemesis, frenemies, Kind of thing. And then also, like, Mars kind of had a thing with, like, Momro for a bit. Like, Cordelia and Angel had a thing.
1: Oh, yeah, I almost forgot about that. Trash. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. And I, I forget, <laughs> too. It's like, it went downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had Venus and Kendra, because, like, you know, Venus was, like, also kind not, um.
1: Oh, because there was a like, Slayer before her, yeah.
0: Right. Like, kind of like, you know, that similar ish kind of but not really and then they also had greg and um oh what's his name um oh know. chad no um no so greg in the anime in sailor moon who like had a crush on amy oh then, oh right her
1: little boyfriend
0: yeah. yes yeah and then i'm forgetting his name but um he was the werewolf in oz buffy oz, oz yes. yeah who i love. So like me too. And like so obviously like Oz and Willow were together and Greg and Ami were kind of like a thing. Mm-hmm. And then also Greg becomes one of the rainbow crystal monsters. Yeah. Oz becomes a werewolf. And it's just like it's yeah, this person was on it. That's um, that's
1: this this post is legend. I'm like sitting here I'm like
0: yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, do, you, do, you want, do you want some more? There's yes. like, give me, a few more.
1: Yeah, okay. give me give it to me. Um
0: so they have Spike and Drusilla as Amy and Alan. I mean Alan and Anne. Sorry.
1: Yes. No. That's that's a fit.
0: Yeah. Um, Anya as the Ayakashi sisters, which is like you know Catsy and Prisma and.
1: Yes. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, Faith as Sailor Jupiter. Mm-hmm. I think that one's kind of like yeah, they're both brunette. Yeah. They're both fighters.
1: Yeah. I I think honestly, yeah. if I was gonna pick someone i feel like faith is more mars than cordelia is i feel like mm. you know you actually know who faith is faith is probably more like Uranus. like i know they're not like they're probably Ooh. thinking style like, i think in terms of like temperament and like i gotta get my, what i need to get done done like that's faith like right. faith is like all the outer shenshi all that's
0: true she is more like this needs to get done like Let's take care of business. Like, no, like, whatever, fluff.
1: Yeah, she's, like, hardcore. Yeah. But, like, also dark and mysterious like the other scouts. Like, the outer scouts. Right.
0: And she does kind of seem
1: a little bit more, like, I don't want to say mature, but just, like, like she knows more. She seems like she's lived. You know what I mean? Like, she has that that roughness to her.
0: Yeah. I think that's what it is. Um, and then they also have Riley with Andrew slash Motoki,
1: Mm, Okay. Which
0: I feel kind of makes that's sense. That's
1: a drag. Like, that's a drag, though. <laughs> it oh. is a little bit.
0: <laughs> Not right. Melvin.
1: They should have put Melvin as, as Riley. <laughs> oh, that's even worse. <laughs> that's true. Poor Molly.
0: <laughs> I know. They just... Um, they actually put for molly and melvin they put xander which i feel is kind of messed up because he at least contributed
1: no that's rude that's i do not that's the one time i'll be like no that's rude molly never hurt nobody she never tried to date nobody that didn't want to date her she had a man what's his name what was his neflite Ooh, that was also sad oh
0: yeah neflite that was really
1: sad too that hurt that was a that was a that That was a powerful moment
0: it was (laughs) that that really hurt yeah um And then, so they have the First layer and Queen Serenity. Kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, They had Glory and Ben as the Sailor Starlights.
1: Okay. I think, like, Glory would be um, Sailor... Chaos? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I could see
0: that. Totally see that. Um, I'm just scrolling down. I'm trying to, like, pick the best ones and, like... Um, they have the first evil and chaos. Makes sense. But yeah, there's a few. I'll send you the link. I'll also post it in the show notes because it's like really like some of them. It's just like, oh, this this they went in and they had the same as you put Don and Chibusa, which um they go in on just because like, you know, how they're both kind of like appear out of nowhere. Yeah. They're like, who is this person? You know, a lot of fans find both a little annoying.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's for yeah. sure. Mm hmm no i feel bad for i feel bad for dawn sometimes but you know what it is though i always knew dawn was going to show up when i started watching buffy because i watched because obviously like i'm only 28 so i didn't see it as it was coming out live so mm-hmm. i when i watched the series on dvd i always knew about spike and buffy being a thing I knew Mm -hmm. that Willow was gay, so the first three seasons were a complete surprise to me, but I was like, why are you dating this man? (laughs) (laughs) And I knew that Dawn was, you know, Buffy's sister, and also, you know, it's Michelle Trashenberg um, from Mm -hmm. Gossip Girl. And so when I started watching the show, I was like, so where's Dawn? Is she not here? And I I was like, oh, she doesn't show up until later. And I was like, gasp. Right. I was shook. I was like, where is my girl going to come? I love Michelle Trashenberg.
0: She is pretty great, yeah.
1: I only went into Buffy
0: knowing that Angel was a vampire. <laughs> and that Buffy was a slayer. So, like, everything surprised me. It was fun, though. It was a fun ride.
1: That's great. I love Buffy. I mean, there it obviously has its issues, but, like, it is fun and engaging. And, like, it still holds up overall. Like, it has, like, three bad seasons, but the rest of it's pretty solid.
0: I agree. It is a solid show. Like it has some iconic episodes, and like it's a great story. And I also watched it late too because I am only twenty nine. So, yeah. Wait, no, I am twenty eight. Sorry, I turned twenty eight yeah. next month. Month. Oh, <laughs> Taurus. Uh, May nineteenth.
1: Oh, so you are. What is after Taurus?
0: No, I'm Taurus.
1: Oh, you are a Taurus. Okay, I was like, is it? Yeah. yeah. Yay! I love Taurus. Oh, that's what you said. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Taurus, Taurus, Taurus. Yeah, I'm actually one day shy of being a Gemini, so like. That's,
1: that's what yeah, the next like, thing is. Oh yeah, thank yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Because like usually the 19th and the 20th are like, usually where cutoffs happen, and you know what? Mm-hmm. Also, is cool about a May 19th. It's the same birthday as Malcolm X. It
0: is. It is, and um, Lorraine Hansberry.
1: Ooh, too. Two gay, two black icons.
0: Yeah, it makes me so happy because I love both of them.
1: I love that. I love when you have like a birthday and you're like, oh, I actually stand this person. Right. Yeah. Wait. Who do you? So, I guess well, we're recording on
0: Princess's birthday. I should say. So, happy birthday. I <laughs> thank you.
1: Yeah. So who do we, I have?
0: Who do you have? Yeah. Let me
1: let me go on this Wikipedia. So, I think the only person I think I actually like that I know is like I know Paul Rudd's birthday is today. Nice. So Stan Ageless White King. Um and <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Italian the Italian painter Raphael's birthday is Ooh. this day. And I only care about that because Raphael is my favorite ninja turtle. So I think of it as his <laughs> birthday.
0: <laughs> I mean it could be technically. I I yeah, I approve. I get that.
1: You know, it's like, why oh, not? Billy D.
0: Williams, also.
1: Oh, Billy D. Williams? Awesome. Yay! He's oh, I love off. him.
0: Yeah, he's great. He's
1: okay, I got one. Yeah, I was like, oh, yes, yeah. I just want one black person, please. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got, oh, oh my God, I'm just forgetting everything right now.
1: No, it's what? fine. I'm also like, but it's always fun when it's like, oh, someone, oh, um, Su- Sequina Wallace, who was in Teen Wolf. Oh. And he was um, he was also in Once Upon a Time. He, today is his birthday. Happy birthday to you. Ooh. Awesome. His name is, yeah. yeah, he was really cool. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. And I'm okay with that. I'm very, I'll be special. One day I'll have my name on here and I'll be like, oh, yeah, this princess is princess's birthday. Yeah. Her birthday. <laughs> yeah.
0: It will be that.
1: <laughs> yeah. And
0: now you have Lando, which is pretty dope.
1: I'll take that, uh, an icon. Yeah yes an
0: icon <laughs> for sure um so we're talking about a few things we talked about Buffy a little bit just through like Star Trek or not Star, Star Wars, Star Wars. Right here. <laughs> ah. so funny enough this episode will actually come out on May 4th which is May the 4th be with you
1: oh sick obviously
0: yes so I know you're a Star Wars fan um. Hey, how do you feel about the new trilogy and like what's your favorite Star Wars movie and just like give me something that you like about Star Wars.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. I'll give you the tea, girl. Okay. So the, the sequel yes. series is, is disappointing. It is overall trash and it upset me because I came into this series to see my handsome friend, John Boyega, mm-hmm. be a Jedi. Yes. Because that's what I came yes. here for. And I did not come here to watch white people chase each other in the sand, which is what happened a lot in that last movie. <laughs> now, I still think the cast is really good. I respect them, but like, the, that sequel trilogy is hella disappointing. Like, The Last Jedi is the best one in the trilogy for me. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say that my favorite character in Star Wars is Padme Amidala. Like, even though the acting is not good, Natalie Portman made that choice out of pettiness, and I respect that. Yeah, <laughs> pettiness. I respect the petty queen. And yes. I also feel like of all of the heroines of Star Wars, or like of like the trilogies, mm-hmm. um, while she has her own problematic bits, I do think that her storyline is the most... Um, is I do feel like her character gets the most chances to shine as, like, a full person, like, in the context of each film. Because I think with Leia, there's a lot of Carrie Fisher that made that character cool, but, like, she doesn't get to do as much as I would like, even with the sequel series, which is a bummer. Uh, and if I had to pick a favorite movie, it's probably, like, The Last Jedi is my favorite, mm. then Empire... And then um Honestly at this point I have to say uh what do you mean? Rogue One.
0: Yeah. I think for me it's between Rogue One and Empire. Um But last Jedi was good too. But I was really disappointed that John Boyega did not become a Jedi. I was really I really thought that's what it was gonna be. I was like, oh, we
1: here. I know. Mm-hmm. It's like I remember that trailer, and you see his 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 head pop out of the sand. I was like, "Wait, are we gonna be main characters now?" And then you see him holding, like you in, in like the the posters, he was holding mm-hmm. a lightsaber. I'm like, "He's gonna be a Jedi." Nope. i yeah. was <laughs> sitting here like that's. And I that did not. Would have been... Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was like, I did not come. Like I appreciate Ray. I think that Daisy Ridley did as best of a job as she could. But I did not. Mm. Another white brunette in Star Wars is not representation. Like stop
0: yeah yeah I am so here for that and also like I feel like it just would have been really cool to see a you know someone on the dark side like come (laughs) over and like become a Jedi like that's a story
1: exactly especially with him having once been a um a stormtrooper and the whole thing about them being like child slaves like that's right. all very important, and, like, to have him be here and have him do that, like, that would have been really powerful, but it just made the most stereotypical, like, mm-hmm. choices, like, ugh.
0: Yeah. And it would have, like, fueled the idea of, like, why he, um, like, was able to, like, kind of break out of his training. hmm Like, you know, like, the Jedi powers or whatever. I don't know. I feel like it, there was a lot of, there was a lot that could have went with that that they didn't do.
1: Right. It's just disappointing because you because like Star Wars, mm-hmm. like I do um I do feel like Star Wars is very important to the culture. I enjoy a lot of things mm-hmm. about it, but I also feel like it has been in the hands of people that don't really take advantage of the mythology that it's just hard to like enjoy fully right now. In a couple years, give it some time before maybe less disappointed, maybe, but right now I'm like, all right, bring on the Star Trek. <laughs>
0: yeah i am yep i'm here with you i get it um what else do you stand like i love beyonce and super mario and obviously sailor moon (laughs)
1: uh i stand a lot like i love the magical girl genre of anime so i love like um revolutionary girl utana princess tutu i'm really i love shira um yeah Excuse me. I'm a DC stan, even though the movies aren't always great. But I love like Black Canary. Um I mm-hmm. love I love Black Lightning. I just finished watching the third season on Netflix, and it's just ugh what a good show. I wish more people were watching it. Um it's mm-hmm. the best arrow for a show out there. And I love um, so Inuyasha is probably like one of my top favorite animes. So Lord Choshomura, that's my husband forever. And um, <laughs> girl. I would a poster him, too. Like, right in front of me. Just He's, like, growling at me. I'm like, I didn't do nothing. I cooked. Like, it's good. Like, it's fine. Um, but yeah, so I just, anime in general, I stand. I had, like, my favorites, but, like, ugh, anime just means so much to me. Mm-hmm.
0: What other anime do you love? Well, you mentioned Inuyasha. Yeah. Oh, you mentioned a lot, actually.
1: <laughs> now I can go through <laughs> some more. I love Inuyasha, Princess Tutu, Slayers, uh, is a lot mm. of fun. Yu Yu Hakusho, yeah. obviously. Also, the mangaka is our girl's white, uh, our girl's husband. So it's like, that's fire. Um, I really love uh, Captor Sakura. Uh, I really love, um, let's see, what else have I been watching recently? I like Beastars, which I know has been like- Me a- too. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first dub I've watched in like, I would say, like, almost 10 years. Like, I watched it all dubbed because I was, like, working. I'm like, let's just put on the dub and just watch it. And I was like, this is actually pretty good. So I I really enjoyed it. I, like, marathoned it in, like, a day.
0: (laughs) Me too. Yeah, I kind of... I picked... I watched it just because, like, everyone kept talking about it. And I was like, let me see what this show was about. And I ended up binging all of it because it was just so good. And I also watched the dub because usually I'll, like, give the dub a chance. And then if it's really bad, I'll switch the sub or... Sometimes I like try one of each and just see, you know, which one is better. But yeah, it was so good. I really love that show.
1: It's so fun and it just goes places. I'm definitely going to get the manga soon. Like, (laughs)
0: right? yeah, I actually wanted to pick up the manga from where it leaves off because I'm like so curious about what's going to happen. And I might like read it.
1: No, absolutely. I'm like so into it. And like I just um I bought all of the uh what are they called? The Turf Wars, which is um mm. this the legend the, the Legend of Korra spin-off uh comic because I love Avatar, The Last yes. Airbender. And like Khorasamy was like it for me. And I was just like, all right, are they gonna be gay in this? They are, okay, so we are ordering. And they were all on Amazon for like 2 dollars on Comixology. Yes. Now it's like, iPad is plugged in. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it is charged.
1: It's time to go. <laughs> yeah, I
0: actually just bought an Avatar book too, or I checked it out from the library actually, I think is what I-, I Yes, support your local library. Yes, Hoopla and Libby are like my like apps but um it's um kiyoshi the rise of kiyoshi
1: oh i have that book yes yeah. i love it another day icon <laughs> yeah, she is
0: yeah she is amazing i really want that's another like series that can do a million spinoffs and i would watch all of them
1: yeah honestly i kind of like i'm glad they took a break because the first two seasons of core did not hit the same way mm-hmm. but i will say that if they did a kiyoshi spinoff i would absolutely watch it <laughs>
0: yeah i would watch a spinoff someone mentioned this on twitter i think where like they should do a show with like one episodes of each avatar
1: Ooh, that'd be fire
0: right like one offs like i would watch that
1: that'd be cute that's actually i feel would be probably a better use of their time like make them all like that avatar episode in core that was like that really like 2d traditional animation right that would be so fire
0: i completely agree and i would watch that for sure. And I really, I like Dragon Prince. I don't know if you saw it. I want to watch that. I haven't watched it yet. It was pretty good. Like, it wasn't Avatar, but it was good. It was cute.
1: If you like Sailor Moon, uh, you really need to, like, if you haven't watched it yet, She-Ra is mm. doing it for the culture, like, so hard.
0: I feel like if the original Shira ra was on more, I would have really loved it. And the new Shira, ra I like equally really like I haven't finished it but like every time I watch it I'm like this is this is close like I like this This no gives me it, feels.
1: it gives me so many feels and like I love love Catra like I haven't felt mm. that way about a character like that since Azula so I'm just sitting here like yes my my self-destructive queen <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes okay
0: I love it I am definitely going to catch up on that one day
1: <laughs> yeah there's so much to do <laughs> but when you get a chance there it is
0: yes 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 thank god for netflix um so do you have any advice for anyone who wants to get into journalism or basically get paid to write about sailor moon and she-ra and
1: <laughs> avatar the best advice that i've learned from my friends who Work in freelance, because that is one area that I am not as uh, well versed in, Mm -hmm. but I do follow a lot of freelancers, um, is to really work on how you sell your pitches. Pitches are really important. Mm -hmm. And the more pitches you do, especially the places that pay for contributions, and I know that's hard to find, but when you do find them, uh, knowing how to to write a solid pitch, having an interesting angle um, is the most important thing. And really build your social media platform, because... Unfortunately, like, and not unfortunately, because there aren't great writers that have big followings on Twitter, but like having a significant following on Twitter does like help in some ways and making you more, um, more seen in general. So if you can just like find a way to cultivate your brand, know what your brand is, you know really work towards curating content and just you know learning that delicate balance of being authentic but being smart online is really important and just like again knowing how to nail a really good pitch
0: yeah yeah that definitely makes a lot of sense um when i was freelancing more i would like if i had a pitch that worked and like i got the story sold i would like copy and paste that into another email if i was pitching someone else like okay this worked clearly something the way I worded this worked. And then I would like tweak that and obviously like change names and the idea, you know, when I was repitching, using it to pitch something else, just kind of like kept the same format. And then like, once that worked again, I'm like, okay, copy and paste. <laughs> it
1: really? Worked no, it's well. so true.
0: Yeah. So, um, and then you mentioned this before, but just like Sailor Moon had the Sailor Moon says phrase or PSA at the end of every episode, what would your phrase be like sailor princess says
1: <laughs> honestly i'm just thinking about today and i'm just like sailor princess says karen is not a slur
0: <laughs> i could just see like did someone call you karen today well just remember karen is not a slur guy <laughs>
1: That is not (laughs) right. Do not compare Karen to a slur.
0: Right, being called out for four hundred years of (laughs) slur.
1: Exactly, your privileged behavior does not equate you (laughs) to calling this term a slur.
0: Right, it does not equate to four hundred years of oppression. (laughs) Right, your feelings are a little hurt.
1: (laughs) You know, it may suck to be you, but doesn't mean you're oppressed. (laughs) Right. great yeah that's my sailor says i'm sticking to it i was like should i do something else i'm like no it was great
0: you want to okay you can stick to it that's yeah karen is not a slur (laughs) got it (laughs) nailed it
1: facts yes
0: (laughs) yeah and that's it Thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Oh my god, this was so fun. This is the, the best birthday treat, honestly. Talking about Sailor Moon for like 45 minutes, can't beat it.
0: Absolutely agree. I would spend every day like this if I could. <laughs> um, well, where can people find you if they want to talk about Sailor Moon? <laughs> if,
1: if you would love to talk to me about Sailor Moon and... Literally anything else. You can follow me at Weeks Princess, W-E-E-K-E-S, uh Princess on Twitter. And I also have an Instagram, which is just princess underscore weeks. So I try to keep it simple. <laughs> and then also my writings at the Mary Sue and I write every day. Awesome. And I
0: am Victoria Johnson, aka Miss Old School, and you can find me at Miss Old School. it's old school with a K on Twitter and Instagram. And then you can find the podcast Sailor Moon Fan Club at Mooney's Club on Twitter and Moonies underscore club on Instagram. Thanks for listening.